0: benching the podcast about all things tv and movies if you're listening for the first time welcome make sure you hit that subscribe button or whatever platform you're listening to my voice on also take a few 50 seconds rate comment i'll greatly appreciate it so we are discussing the marvels there will be spoilers <laughs> so spoilers for anything mcu related so there's that that includes movies tv shows all of those things there will be spoilers um so yeah let's hop right into this i'm going to try to Keep myself on a time check because I'm like, we don't want this to be too, too long. So, (laughs) the Marvel stars Brie Larson as Carol Danvers, Tiana Paris as Monica Rambeau, and Iman Veyani as Kamala Khan. Yes, you know, I be messing up the names so sometimes I gotta make sure. And then of course we have uh, Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury and Zoe Ashton as Darbin, who is our villain. So those are the names I love. I'm gonna keep it at directed by Nia DaCosta. Costa, uh, also credited at least I'm looking at M D B as a writer al- as a writer along with Megan McDonald and Elisa Karasik. <laughs> But the Marvels dropped literally this past weekend. Um, Before I get into like the numbers and all the nitty gritty, really quickly, I'll talk about theater experience. So I did go and see this on, like, I guess it would be opening night on Thursday night. This was my first time going to a Thursday night showing for a Marvel movie like that. You all know, I love me a good Friday matinee on opening weekend. When it comes to the MCU, because I feel like I'm there with my people, <laughs> and all the night shows and things like that. I feel like are the the rowdy people who I don't want to be in a theater with. But um, Thursday, it actually wasn't too bad. I was a little concerned because I was like, oh, Thursday night show, uh, it might be a, a rowdy crowd. But actually, it wasn't. It did seem like it was mostly people who were interested in the movie, like genuinely, because it's like, oh, I want to see it. But then it was also like your casual viewers. I went with my sister who is a casual viewer. um, And then there were some kids in there as well, which is another reason why I like to go to the matinee on Friday, like in the middle of the afternoon, because usually it's just grown adults who should be at work, but they're not. (laughs) watching these movies so overall it was fine Uh, one lady was thoroughly enthused because she laughed out loud very loud uh multiple times throughout even in moments where i was like is this even really that funny (laughs) like questioning (laughs) questioning questioning yeah, questioning <laughs> if it was as funny as um, it was for her. But overall, it was a decent experience. And I mean, I would do it again. It depends. It depends on the movie. But I think I, of all the days and times I've seen uh, Marvel movies, Friday matinee is still number one for me. So that was theater experience. It was a pretty, pa- a pretty full uh, theater for a Thursday night. And I say that even though this is a Marvel movie and we're going to talk about, um, we, it's a, I got notes y'all, so there's a few things I want to hit on and we're going to talk about like reception and all of that. Me personally going into this, I did not have high expectations as far as audience reception and I will get into that, but I'm saying that right now to s- justify why I'm saying it was a fairly packed it was surprisingly a fairly packed um, theater. So let's talk about some money, shall we? Oh, I was going to say, let's talk about some money, honey. You all know I love, I love to have little sayings. This is what we do. But anyway, so <laughs> this movie, I feel like I haven't talked about a budget in a while, but because it's everywhere, the budget for this was around two fifty. dollars uh, 250 million yuan. I feel like we never actually really know the exact amount, but like that's the number that I've been seeing flown around out there. Um, I'm like, do I talk about the scores or do I talk about the... Let's let's just keep on the money. So <laughs> this also ties into like my expectations for reception because I am not surprised. Domestically, uh, this did... 46 million for opening weekend. Two dates so far, I'm recording this on uh, literally the Tuesday before this is going to go live. Uh, So, two dates so far, this has only made 110 million worldwide. Uh, And that is really, really low. That is the lowest opening weekend for a Marvel movie, I think, ever. and I know there are a lot of things that we can talk about. What is the reason for that? Is it um, superhero fatigue? Which I don't think that it is because I'm not re- superhero fatigue. I feel like we try to use that as the, um, we try to put the blame on that so easily, but I just don't think that it's superhero fatigue. For Mar- Marvel specifically in this phase, and I've talked about this in previous Marvel movies. I talk about all of the Marvel movies. I talk about pretty much all of the Marvel shows. I'm like thinking if there's any I've I have not talked about. I don't think so. But anything MCU related, um, I talk about. And in this in where we've been post, um, Spider I would say post Spider Man, we've it's been a it's been a little it's been a little blurry it's been a little foggy like storylines all that stuff and we know that they're building up to this thing and it's just been like what the hell are we building up to and I do think that this movie is ultimately setting us up for diving headfirst into this multiverse saga which is like what we're supposed to be in right now I should have prefaced this to say I'm not the the comic book expert (laughs) So if you're like a comic book expert, super fan, you know, all the things, I am not that person. I literally love the movies and TV shows. So my knowledge comes from that and then Googling things. So I am not going to have all the Easter egg references and all that stuff if I did not like search it before I and put it in my notes before I got here. So I could get some things wrong. (laughs) Just FYI. So anyway. Um, So I think that they're, based on like some of the reading that I've been doing in prep to talk about this movie, it seems like this is really diving, jumping, I think, what did I say? Jumping head first? I'm looking at my notes because I wrote it. Like we're diving head first into uh, the nitty gritty of the multiverse saga, even though I feel like we've been in... Like everything just has just felt very multiversal for a while, <laughs> at least to me. And maybe it's because I watch all the things, and like your casual viewer doesn't. But the fact that I'm reading, and they're like, "Oh no, it's about to get even more multiversal." I mean, it makes sense based off of the mid credit scene, but also, I'm like, "How much more can we get?" But I guess there's it's even more so that, or even more places we could go. Um, so. I'm not surprised as far as those numbers are concerned. And it's it's even similar when you look at the scores. So Rotten Tomato critic score 62%, uh, audience score 84%, cinema score B, which em- it essentially means like it's not a lot of enthusiasm around this movie. And this movie is so hard because, again, I think the one of the positives about this movie to me is that your average casual viewer who may not watch every single thing in the MCU can come in and for the most part, follow what's happening and not feel like they need to watch all the things. They may still have some questions at the end, but for the most part, I feel like they really, and I hate to use this word, really dumbed it down to the point that your casual viewer can come and be like, okay, I, I understand. And the reason I say that is, again, I told you all, I went and I saw this with my sister. My sister is the ultimate casual MCU viewer. She does not watch the TV shows at all. She only sees the movies if she goes to the movies with me to see them. And then usually she may watch the movies like way, way after they've released when they're one like available um on streaming or something like that so she is the ultimate use case of a casual MCU um viewer so of course after we see the movies because I movie because we went to see it together and I usually always ask her like her thoughts and things like that because she always has questions um because she's just like what's going on so she did have some questions while we were watching it because she was like who is this what's happening but overall when I asked her like how she felt about the movie she said she felt like she could of all the movies that she's seen um more recently she's felt like and I asked her what was her last movie and she couldn't really uh remember it was I think she said that her last one was Dr. Strange which (laughs) another note about my sister she doesn't like sci-fi and all that stuff so Dr. Strange was a bit much for her And she was just like, I didn't know what the hell was going on. But he was like, at least in this, she felt like even though it was like heavy on this, because she's like heavy on the sci-fi, and she has like this weird thing about um, like textures and things like that, and like things that look gross. Like we're kind of the same, but mine's more on like the horror side. Hers is like crosses into sci-fi and stuff like that. Um, But she was like, it wasn't as confusing as that. And overall, I felt like I could understand what was going on. And could follow and I didn't feel lost. So that's why I say, I think positively, that was one of the positives coming out of this. I think the other positive coming out of this, when we talk about um, Brie Larson, Tiana Perez, Iman Bayani, am I saying her last name right? Uh, <laughs> I think their chemistry overall really, really worked. It's always hard to tell, especially in the trailers, because they did drop some... Um, like the teaser trailers and things like that. So you do get to see a little bit of them interacting together. But it also felt like the, a lot of the humor was going to be driven by Kamala in, um, throughout this. Because she is the youngest. She is a teenager. So you're layering in some of that teenager energy. <laughs> some of that teenage angst and all of that stuff in there. Oh, not too much angst. A little bit. But like that teenager energy that we don't really often see. In a lot of these movies, we've only really gotten it from, um, Peter, uh, when I'm thinking of the movies, because of the shows we can talk about, um, some of the other ones. Even Cassie, when we had, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, she's given, like, young adult energy. It's not really, like, that young teenager range of an age. Um, Kate Bishop as well, now I'm going to, to the shows, it's not really... She gives young energy, but not teenager energy. So, like, she's bringing, like, super young, vibrant, fun, teen energy to this. Where Brie Larson... Brie Larson. I mean, Brie Larson plays her. Where Carol Danvers comes off a little bit more serious. Even if you go back to Captain Marvel. And when you've seen her pop up in, like, The Avengers. uh, She gives off very, very serious. Even Monica gives off very serious. Uh, if I had to say like the things you don't need to watch every single thing in the MCU, but the things that they definitely or I should say the um the programs or I can't think of the word now. But the the things that, or the shows slash movies in but it's really shows that they reference in this movie that I think would help to give a little bit more context is WandaVision because that's where we get a little bit more background on monica and kind of where she is what's happened to her because we deal a lot with her feelings being snapped in and then coming back and finding out that her mom passed away and then of course kamala you see her um we're introduced to her in her own show uh miss marvel as well which i also talked about i talked about both of those shows um and again i said that one was fun young energy all that stuff so like she definitely brings that in and i think it's it. Cause we, when we get to the end, I know we're jumping a little bit, but when we get to the end, um, when she does her whole, her whole Nick Fury, uh, <laughs> demeanor, when she shows up or pops up in, uh, Kate's, Kate Bishop's apartment. Cause you know, like call back to when, uh, Fury would show up at the end and be like, oh, I know who you are, and, and like have all the stats on them and then be like, I'm building a team. So kind of a play on that uh, where she's like, oh, I'm building, I'm thinking we can do like a Young Avengers type of a team or whatever. And she mentions Cassie Lang as well. Um, and so I think that there's a lot of opportunity there. I like the energy in that, but it's nowhere on the docket. <laughs> When we look at everything that's coming up. Oh my gosh, I'm jumping ahead because I really wanted to leave all the stuff about what's coming up towards the end. Let's pause there. We're going to come back to everything that's happening towards the end because there are some things I want to talk about a little bit for the actual movie. So overall, did I enjoy the movie? Yes, I said I overall enjoyed it. Why? uh, Another reason why I did not expect this to have super high reception is because of the reception around Captain Marvel and also the reception around Miss Marvel. If we go back, <laughs> and I feel like this was still happening even with Mar with uh, the Marvels, especially when the trailers dropped, the teaser dra- trailers dropped. We have like all the, all of the, we're gonna assume they're men, and this is me just saying what what we're seeing. They're review bombing. <laughs> All these things, a lot of a lot of people feel some type of way about Brie Larson because of like things that she said in the past, which is like fine, whatever. You all know I'm one of those people who can disconnect um like people from their art. It's really easy for me to do that. We're not gonna argue about it. It really is easy for me to do that. Um, depending on what it is, it is really easy. <laughs> Depend keyword, depending on what it is, it is really easy for me to um separate the artist from the art. And most times I'm just like whatever she I don't even remember what she said, but I'm like that's not gonna I feel like it was a lot... It's more so along the lines of, like, feminism and things like that. And so, of course, it's very, very controversial when people talk about feminism and things like that. Because we are in a very polarized world. We've been in a very polarized world for the last few years. Especially, we've always been in a, in a very polarized world. But it feels even more so um, recently. So, of course, they feel some type of way about her... Um, her Things she's had to say around that. And so, they review-bombed Captain Marvel. Then we have Miss Marvel. Very, like, female, good female energy. Like, this is... If you're coming into the Marvels, like, three leading women, you should expect there to be some themes around being a woman, femininity, strong woman, feminism, whatever you want to call it. Like, you should expect that. And so the fact that people are just, like, losing their minds (laughs) about it is so weird to me. But, um... So when Miss Marvel came out, again, review bombed. I think I talked about it when I talked about the show because they're like, oh, being like so woke because, you know, people like to misuse that word being so woke and all this other stuff. And so then the teaser trailers come out and you see, again, people just leaving like not even in my whole thing. I feel I feel very strongly about reviews because I think that they can be very helpful if they're constructive but is finding and weeding through the garbage to get to the constructive uh feedback my whole thing with reviews is like how leaving reviews and you haven't even watched anything is just dumb (laughs) like (laughs) I have no other word for it but dumb like I, I just don't get that and a waste of energy honestly if I'm being completely honest um so we saw that with we saw review bombing with Captain Marvel, review bombing with Ms. Marvel, and review or comment bombing, because really, you can't really review it if it hasn't come out yet, with the trailers. So all of that, to me, was like one plus one equals two. That's why I was also was like, okay, reception's problem or people's enthusiasm about going to see this is not going to be that well or that high. We also had the SAG strike that was going on. So because of the strike, which ended uh, last week, literally the day after my um, previous episode, which, which was Gen V went live, because I talked about the strike in that, too. And then the next day it was like, oh, strike. They've reached a tentative uh, deal. It's like, OK, <laughs> which is good, um, because I the reason I talk about it is because of this impact on television. But it also does heavily impact um movies as well because we do see some date shift as far as um movies in general but specifically for the mcu since that's what we're talking about but anyway so because of the strike they couldn't um promote the movie or say anything about the movie at all so of course people aren't seeing them out there there's some familiarity with captain marvel because she's been in the movies but for those people who are not watching the shows like Monica and Kamala are going to be brand new people for them. And they're not going to be familiar with them. And so they're going to be like, Oh, I don't know. Do I want to watch this? Like, I don't know who these people are. So I think that also impacts, um, the reception as well. So it's just like that unfamiliar, uh, that familiarity is missing, uh, as far as people being like, Oh, I want to see that. Or I connect to that. Um, I'm gonna go watch that. This is this one of those cases where I think where I think word of mouth will eventually help it to kind of get some wind under its cells? I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't, unless there I can't even think of moments from the movie where it can be like it goes viral or something on like TikTok because that's where everything goes viral now viral nowadays. Uh, and then it's like everybody wants to go. There's like a wave of people want to go see it. There's a movie that recently happened with that I can't think of right now. But like I just don't see that. Um, which is unfortunate. I think the other so that's like why I am like, oh, reception for this is not gonna be that great. Or it doesn't feel like people are gonna be that enthusiastic about going to see this movie. Now let's talk about the actual movie because the movie had some issues just just in general. It was a very short a very short runtime. I think it was like 105 minutes or something like that. And I didn't look it up before I went to see the movie, but by the time we got to the end of it, I was like, "Dang, that was short." And y'all know, I if I am if I mention the time, <laughs> it's either a good or a bad thing. And I have been complaining about everything being so long. These movies being like over two hours, two and a half hours, like way, way too long. So I was pleasantly like, "Okay, I'm fine with it being short because." Everything's been too long, but I do think in this, and when you uh like look at everything that's kind of happened um, leading up to the movie release, you could you could argue that the short runtime may have jeopardized some of the storytelling. Ta- I don't know that it jeopardized the overall storytelling, but I think uh, some of the storylines being cohesive, some of the character development as well there were a lot of reshoots for this I heard about the reshoots for this um I also feel like I heard something about they did the um oh my gosh what do they call it when they do the test test watch or whatever when they like show an audience and then they get the feedback whatever and so I I feel like I heard that there were reshoots from that as well and then um the director had to you know go and start on another movie and so uh she was working on her new movie and this movie at the same time even though I don't think that that would jeopardize it in any way but like are you talking about I don't know I because I don't do it so I can't speak to it I'm just giving you all the things that I know about what happened um but so part of the editing uh she was doing remotely while also working on um another film that Uh, she had coming up so like you can be like oh you people can make an argument for that do whatever you want but just putting that out there um but in knowing all these things it did feel a little bit disjointed you all know I love me a musical I am a musical gal I will talk about them as, as long as it makes sense and I talk about this when I talk about Riverdale as long as it makes sense I give me a musical it needs to make sense the fact that they just had a random singing talent and I don't know if this is in the comic books for real I'm assuming maybe so if they haven't there or maybe they just made it up because they wanted wanted to have a chance for them to sing and dance but (laughs) it was so random that it felt a little bit disjointed and I felt like pulled out of it a little bit I was just like I don't know that we really needed this. And it wasn't even like a a good song. Like if you're going to give me a musical moment, give me something that I can, that's a, that I can bop to give me a bop. And that's memorable. And that could potentially be a viral moment for, in a good way and not a bad way. So it just wasn't that. And it didn't, I didn't understand why this place had to be a place where they, their communication was in song. It didn't make sense. Um, I think also talking about the villain now. I am a proponent of complaining about a villain's arc, their motivation. Because I watch so much of this stuff and I've seen so many villains. And honestly, I mean, how many ways can you do a villain? After a while, it all started to seem very repetitive. But there are really, even with, with some of that um, repetitiveness, there are good villains stories out there. I'm trying to think of, uh, one recently, which is not coming to mind at the moment. I am talking about Loki, uh, because Loki just had his finale. So I will save all my Loki remarks <laughs> for that <laughs> because he popped into my head and I was like trying to think of villains. Cause I had like an epiphany, epiphany moment with Loki watching that finale. Um, uh, but I can't think of one right now, but Overall, the main thing for me, like the villain can, can suck, but the motivation needs to be right. And if the motivation does not make sense to me, like ultimately that just ruins the villain for me. So Darwin is the villain and come to find out, <laughs> Carol uh, went out here and thought she was saving um, the place that Darwin is from. I didn't write these places down because movies, I don't do notes. Like, in in time, I do it, like, after I see the movie because that's distracting for other people. But anyway, so I didn't write it down. down. Uh, but she thought that she was saving Darbin and her people from being under captivity from this AI person. But when she destroyed him, she actually ended up putting that uh, planet in peril. So they were living in darkness. They had no water, like, all these things. And so Darbin held this huge grudge uh towards uh Captain Marvel they called her Annihilator like that's how she got the nickname Annihilator because she literally annihilated their planet and made it unlivable and so her whole thing her whole drive and motivation is like you messed up my planet my where I live and so therefore I'm going to come for everything that matters to you and I'm going to take all their resources and send them back to my planet and also I am also the way I'm going to do it is with these wrists these bracelets (laughs) these (laughs) cuffs, which kind of find out is a pair and one of them is with Kamala that is literally her and passed down to her from her grandmother, literally, and her family belongs to her. um and w- the one that uh Darbin finds is in I don't know where it was, was is just the plan, but she got it. And so she running around here with her axe thing. <laughs> again, I am not the comic book expert. <laughs> She's running around with her axe thing and literally destroying whole worlds. Uh, she came for the. Um, I heard people the Cree. I I believe so, but the Cree and the squirrels. We know they have this conflict. We have heard we saw it more recently um, in Secret Invasion, which I also talked about. Um, so you can gonna look look for that. But she goes to them first and she ends up up taking their, was it their light? I think she took their light. And then the singing planet, she took their water. Or no, their oxygen. She took their oxygen from the scrolls. And then the singing planet, she took their water. And then she was going to take the sun from literally like earth. (laughs) And so she's out here unhinged. Trying to take all these things because she's like, you took it for me, so now I'm gonna literally murder billions of people. I don't know if it's really billions, but billions of people because of one person. And she didn't even, and all these people don't even know that she was out, she out here and did this. So I don't know. That to me was just like, okay, whatever. I guess that's gonna be your motivation. Let it be your motivation. And literally to the point of like, I'm going to die on this. <laughs> like when she was trying to get the sun and, uh, Carol or Carol. Yeah. I don't, and Captain Marvel. I don't know. You all know. I like, I like, I like to say a first name. <laughs> she was out here like, you are going to kill yourself. And she's just like, I don't care. And literally explodes. It's just like, oh my gosh. Okay. Whatever. So that was that. And then of course we see, um the trio which i do the one thing i do think worked as well for this movie it was just like the chemistry between um the three women uh between Carol Monica and Kamala because i don't know i just thought it was a good balance again i think i said this earlier Carol is very like straightforward uh Monica also pretty straightforward and then you throw in uh Kamala with some more light I think that was very helpful um as well and I think they just worked well together I love seeing them use their powers together like the whole moment of them trying to figure out because they were connected uh to each other so if they use their power then they would switch with whoever um I think was using their power as well and so it was fun to see them try to like, figure that whole thing out and then get to see them use it in practice and then when they ended up being disconnected from each other and be like oh i actually like being a good you. it's like okay like it was very very cheesy it was getting very cheesy but it's okay you know i love me a good cheesy a cheesy moment every once in a while so that's why i'm like i was okay with it um, but yeah i thought that that uh worked as well and then we see monica sacrifice herself and end up going crossing over into another multiverse another universe because they need to close the hole that was created by um or the terror that was created by Benmar Darbin Benmar who the hell is Benmar Darbin (laughs) and she ends up stuck on the other side and she's like I knew that I wasn't coming back when I said that I need to do this so that was kind of sad as well um that was like a little sad a little sad moment but also it leads to like what's coming up in the future as well. What else did we not talk about? The cats. I should have known because I saw. I can't. I think it's called like the globe or the the. I don't know the big ball thing in in Vegas. <laughs> I guess Marvel had um, like a ad running on that with the cat, and like it, the little tentacles coming out of his mouth, or whatever. And I should have known that the cat was gonna have a have a big role in this. As disgusting as the cat like that whole like the things coming out of his mouth somehow ends up being pregnant and laying all these eggs and hatches all these cats. And that's the way that they get all the people off of the um, a spaceship for now because don't know what it's really called. But that's how they get all the people like Fury and all of his um, crew and get them back to Earth safe and sound because they weren't able to transport them in the like the ship's. Because they were being destroyed and they were down to a limited number, and they're, the number that they had would not be able to tr- transport the number of personnel that needed to be transported. So they used the cats for it. I was like, okay, I mean, interesting, inter- interesting. Um, but yeah, so the cats were like, <laughs> interesting. Again, I don't know. Getting to see Kam- uh, Kamala's family, we got a lot of them from the show. And seeing that because her and her mom were literally not at war for real, but they were struggling that whole that whole season. And so to see them in a better place and her family, like embracing her um, powers. And then the mom, I think, had like the most comedic, but the most comedic um, elements to it because, you know, she's being a mom as well as uh, her dad and her brother as well. But again, you can feel like it can feel a little bit disjointed because it does feel like we're hopping a little bit all over the place. And it does feel a little bit sped up as well. Like if I, th- I think about like the um, order of events to get to like our big showdown or whatever. Even though when we think about the moment of them trying to figure out how to use their powers together, it does feel a little bit like. It was like, oh, cute, but it does feel like something's missing or a little bit. It felt a little bit disjointed, for a lack of a better word. Um, but yeah, the action overall, I, again, I I liked when they were actually able to get a hold of being able to use their powers together. Um, and then that whole moment when they don't know what's going on and they're all switching um, with each other, I thought that that was great as well. Um, but yeah, I'm like going through my notes. What else? What else? What else? I think overall, that's the movie. <laughs> we talked about the setup in the future, so let's talk about the future for real. So, we kind of talked about this uh a little bit when we talked about. Kamala showing up and Kate Bishop's place, like, hey, I'm thinking we can get like a younger Avengers crew, whatever. But then we get the mid the mid credit scene where we see Monica in the other universe, uh, and she comes face face with m- someone who looks like her mom Maria, but is actually binary, and then Beast. And then when Beast shows up on the screen. The whole theater was like, <gasps> like huge gasp, like, oh my gosh! And so Beast is from X Men, and we all know. Uh, Marvel slash Disney got back the rights for all of the Marvel properties that Fox owned. And so it's just been this waiting game of when are these Mox, Mox, Fox owned properties going to be integrated into the MCU. We know Deadpool 3 is coming up next year. Um, and that's like the first big movie that essentially is using those Fox characters and apparently there are a lot of um theories out there about what's going to happen in that movie that I didn't even know about that I was reading I I feel like people were saying like they're just gonna have all the Fox characters show up and potentially like kill them all off or something like that I was like that seems very extreme I don't know if they're gonna go that extreme but hey you never know um but Yeah, so we get even more so into incursion events, which we've only really heard about. Kang kind of set this up for us most recently. We hadn't really seen it, but now we actually get to see um, Monica as an incursion event because she's in a universe that she's not supposed to be in. And this is kind of tying into Secret Wars. Again, I am not the comic book expert. (laughs) this is just me googling things so Secret Wars was a comic apparently this is like it seems like I don't know I could be making this up where and I could also be thinking of like Riverdale and stuff like that because Riverdale I feel like tried to do this and Riverdale is not a comic book it's not not a comic book it's not a superhero movie um but they were like diddling diddling dabbling in um multiple universes also freaking the dc tv shows as well had that and then they like kind of they all disappeared and it was just one universe as well so i don't know if this is that whole idea of like there's all these universes and things are happening but then we all it all needs to get combined into like one universe and what is that ultimate universe and because it doesn't seem like we've been following the comics to a t is it Will it now be like the Marvel the MCU combining with whatever is going on, what's going on with the Fox, the Fox movie, the Fox properties, the Fox Marvel properties? I need to find a different, a different name for them. Um, So is it like the coming together of that? I don't know, but essentially that is setting us up because Secret Wars is one of the movie's that is supposed to be the second part of the two-part Avengers finale so we have the Kang Dynasty which I don't I need to see if these dates have changed originally I had a 2025 but I think things may have shifted um we do have to talk about that as well and then Secret Wars which originally I had as 2026 but I'm not sure if that shifted as well but we do have a JM problem <laughs> meaning we have a jonathan majors problem i have not talked about the jonathan majors problem i know it is like this big elephant in the room every single time i talk about the mcu stuff i'm like do i want to talk about the jonathan majors problem i have no idea what's going on with the john what like what disney is going to do um if marvel is going to try to restructure everything because this has been so focused on like kang being the big bad villain of this phase like are they going to try to go I don't know how much he's already shot and done and they've like whatever like I don't I don't know everything's still legally with him if you don't know what I'm talking about if you are listening to this and you don't know what's going on with Jonathan Majors like I would just say google it um but I don't know I don't know I don't know I know there's a, bu- a lot of things happening with him legally and usually with Disney if it don't fit the Disney, like the Disney framework, as in the Disney family friendly, um, all that stuff, like we're gonna have a good name, clean name, all that stuff. Even though we're talking about like comic books, like Marvel, superhero people, like murder people. <laughs> even though we're talking about that, but you know whatever, I uh, still under under the Disney umbrella, uh, and so I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're just trying to wait to see how things play out legally. If they're trying to come up with the backup plan, if they're just going to... I don't know. But essentially, it feels like, it seems like it could potentially be a problem. They haven't really said much about what is happening. We did see um, Jonathan Majors in Loki season two because Loki was where he was introduced. And also... Um, timely the character that he is playing the version of the his character that he's playing in Loki also showed up at in the mid in credit scene of oh my gosh what was that was it uh Ant-Man and the Wasp I think it was Ant-Man and the Wasp I don't think it was Guardians um but so like He's clearly filmed all the way up through Loki dub because Loki just ended. But after that, I don't know what else he's filmed in. And if they're just trying to think, I I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just saying that it could potentially be a problem and things could be shifted around. We just don't know. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I putting that out there because it literally has felt like an elephant in the room that I've just never addressed in all the things that I've talked about. I was hoping that I wouldn't really, I, or at least when I did address it, like there would be a resolution or we'll know what was going on, but there just isn't. And I'm going to leave all of my comments to myself and just let this all play out and see how things go because... That's what I'm gonna do, but yeah. So that is the Marvels as far as scoring goes. So rewatchability. Would I, re- would I rewatch the Marvels? I think yes, eventually, at some point, not anytime soon, but I think eventually. I did recently just rewatch um, Ant Man, and I was just like, such. It's very, it's very rewatchable. <laughs> you all know how I feel about things being rewatchable, or the watchability, or the rewatchability of something. It was just. I was like, oh my gosh! I forgot how good this movie is. I to- and I also told you all when we went through um, Endgame, the lead up to Avengers Endgame, and I rewatched everything. I would, and I said I would never rewatch everything like that again because it was exhausting. I still don't think that I would, but I think individually, if things like popped up, because there has been a lot of, um, er- they're all on the streaming because I have Disney Plus. But as far as like on cable TV or. YouTube TV, which is what I have, I do see them playing Marvel movies a lot. And so sometimes I will just rewatch it because there's nothing else to do. I'm just like, ah, these were the days. But anyway, so (laughs) as far as rewatchability, eventually I think, yes, at some point, not anytime soon, I wouldn't go back to the movies to rewatch this, even though it was a short runtime. So with that being said, overall score that I would give this, honestly... I would give it, like, a B-ish. So, like, a B, B-minus. Um, and just... That's just encompassing everything that I had to say about the movie. Yes, it was enjoyable, but there were some some wonkiness things that were happening. that was just like, what is going on? I do like the characters, but I think the overall story, storyline, the arc of the villain, like, all that stuff, for me, personally, leaves me at a B, B-minus. Um... So, yeah, that's where we are. I want to know what you all thought about the Marvels. Did you enjoy it? Did you not enjoy it? Let me know all the things, and I will talk to you all in the next episode. So that's the end of the episode. Thanks for sticking through it to the end. Be sure to follow me on all the social media platforms at currentlybinging on Instagram and at Binge on Twitter. Also, hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to podcast on, and I'll talk to you in the next one. back.